You're now listening to The Call-Up Podcast, streaming on all major podcast platforms and on YouTube. And now, here's your host, Kenny. Welcome back to another edition of The Call-Up Podcast. I am your host once again, Kenny, a.k.a. Popovich. And today, I have the pleasure of speaking with the queen of the indies. She is Tiffany from the All Elite Podcast. Tiff, what's going on? Hey, how are you? Thanks so much for having me. So nah, no problem. So I ran into your page, like we spoke off off air, you know, and I found it very interesting because you're all about um, AEW and and the indies. Yes. Right. So I wanted to get just to get your input on like the women's division in AEW. Like, is like what do you think it's missing, and like what would you like to see down the line for their division? There's so much uh, with women's wrestling, I feel like. And um, it's crazy because that's all I feel like that's all you see a lot on Twitter is that you see a lot of people complaining about the women's division. It's lacking and that you'll hear things. WWE's better. Impact's got great women's division. And the funny thing is, is like, I feel like with AEW that they do have great signs of women. Uh, but I think the couple of things that you might find the issues with is either characters are not being built properly. Um, they're not giving enough time because that's like another complaint that a lot of people say is not a lot, a lot of time. Um, and of course, like everybody, you know, thinks differently. Um, I'll sit on all the podcasts and I'll be like, you can't completely criticize the women's division and like let's say someone's like new that's coming from the independent scene that gets signed with AEW they're still new they're not always familiar with being on tv and having this huge spotlight there's a lot of them are still green and the only way that's going to get better is obviously if they keep getting showcased more now like they're showing more on AEW dark on tuesday nights and you know you can get some of the women's division on there um but I think a lot of people complain about that with Dynamo. Me personally, like with AEW, what I would love to see is I would love to see intergender matches because a lot of the women that are in the division, I've seen in the indie scene, like Penelope Ford, like I've seen her done so many intergender matches in the indie scene. And I know Tony Khan doesn't want that because he's still like that old fashioned way. And I get it. I, I, I totally understand it. Um, that men and women like that shouldn't be getting in the ring. You think guy strong, right? Women's like a little less like that, but now, you know, within years, like say 30 years, more than that, what we were used to watching when we were a kid was very different, right? The women's women would walk out as a valet, right? Now we have women having these great matches, like they're athletes and they're entertainers, right? Mm -hmm. And now, like, you'll see these amazing intergender matches, which are crazy. And we got, like, a little taste with the Chris Jericho Cruz, who is a Kenny and Rio versus uh, Kip and um, Penelope Ford, which me, I'm all for, because uh, I like seeing the intergender matches. So we got, like, a little glimpse of that. And I think a lot of people like that. So there's some, like, little things, you know, with AEW. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I just think, I, I guess, just the way the world is now, where it's just a little too sensitive, where it's like they don't want to go back to the past because it's just like right. they feel like maybe because more kids are watching it. But I think, it, you know, I, for me, being a parent, it's, it's more just saying like, hey, like, like sitting them down and saying like, this is entertainment, like 
you know, they're, they're playing a role right. and they, and they know what they're helping each other, you right. know? And that's, and I think that that's one of the things that's like, it's lacking. So, because when you think of like a man and a woman fighting in a ring, they're probably going to go back to like when we were kids and like, like the attitude era type of days where like they were getting like seriously hurt or they were like ripping their clothes off and, and things like that. But like now we have so many different women in, in pro wrestling that, you know, showcase what they can do. And I think, you know, places like Impact, when they had um, Tessa Blanchard as their heavyweight champ at the time, you know, she is a freaking badass that was just going into the ring with so many different guys and showing what she can do and holding her own. And these guys were protecting her right in the ring. You can, you know, you can see that too. Like I, me personally, like I go to a lot of independent shows. And like I said, Mm -hmm. like, I love a lot of intergender matches and I know a lot of uh, wrestlers personally. Um, And I think, you know, I talk about this too a lot. Uh, I think me walking away because I obviously like me personally I stopped watching WWE years ago and I started watching AEW and I was also a fan for the independent scene um I think me as a fan me watching the independent scene uh I can definitely say made me a different fan right and I think with me doing that and saying that is like it gave me a really open mind in wrestling uh, to not completely judge and not compare. And I think that's where a lot of fans have issues is that they're always comparing, like now AEW is new, right? And and maybe not a lot of people like, you know, they only know WWE and that's it. And there's so much other wrestling because obviously there's all over the world. You you know, you have stardom in, in Japan, you have New Japan, you know, like you have uh, OWE, uh, you have like a whole bunch of things all over the world. Um, so there's different types of, wrestling and I think that you know like I said I think it made me a better fan to be open-minded to all the different types of wrestling that's out there so I don't have that mindset anymore that it's like well WWE set the bar right like and that's it and that's the way it's supposed to be clearly there's different types now you see women who Mm -hmm. go into death matches you know which is crazy some of the things that these women do and like I said like you can see these guys protect the women much better sometimes than women, you know, like a woman on women's match and me interviewing a lot of independent stars with the women that I've talked to. And they said that they feel more safer, believe it or not in the ring with a guy because the guy's going to protect the hell out of the, the girl, like he's just a bad wrestler, you know? Um, and like I said, me, me going to indie shows, like I'm being up more up close and personal I can physically see how like you know they're grabbing the neck and stuff like you don't really think about these things I think when you're watching tv right like you're watching like mm-hmm. AW, like you're not so much focused on those little things but I think when you're up close and personal and seeing that so close like you start noticing uh more stuff but even still, like, I think another thing is what I've learned is a lot of women, yes, there's a lot of women wrestlers out there, but most of the schools, right, they're mostly male base. So they teach the women the same way as a guy, nothing changes, you know, like you're still taught the same thing, just because you're a guy, just because a girl, you're still learning the same moves. It's still the same thing. Just because you're a female, you're not adjusting anything. So I think a lot of the women that I've talked to, like they said, well, you know, I feel safer with a guy. Mm-hmm. So makes them a better wrestler. 
but Tessa Blanchard with like you brought up impact with even Sammy Callahan like I, it's uh yeah. I know a lot of people didn't like it um and again I think it's an acquired taste for a lot of people uh but it set a different bar right for like impact like it just yeah I mean fit. yeah it, it, yeah it definitely did because like when I when you look back at the match like I, I watched the match twice so yeah. I watched the match just to watch it and just to get the entertainment factor of it and you know for me because I I do a lot of these these interviews and I review a lot of like wrestling shows and stuff like that that's why like I'll go back and watch it twice where like I want to be entertained I want you to do your job which is entertain me as a fan and then I go back in and I start analyzing stuff like you know were there any botches how did they play together did they dance well and you can definitely tell like if you go back to that match he made sure as much as it looked like he was like beating the crap out of her like right he sold it well right you know and he okay. made her look strong she made him look extra strong and like it wasn't like uh where people said like oh you know it's a male and a woman fighting he's probably gonna go easy on her he did right you know and she and she didn't either which was great right. so you know when you say like you hope for more intergender matches like i kind of hope that AEW does go that route because you have so many, you know, talented women that are in the indies that are looking to to break into, you know, like the major leagues, as, you know, as they quote say, with AEW and, and WWE and with, with NXT, where you know AEW can use that to their advantage. They do right. have you know solid women in their roster, and they're picking up more people as the as the months go on through this pandemic. So. I'm, I'm hoping with with this tournament that they have coming up now that it can showcase the women more right. where, where, where their fans want to see more of right. the women's division. You know, it's funny because it's like Britt Baker comes like mine mm-hmm. automatically, right? And it was like mm-hmm. she came in, like people were like a big fan like before like, you know, we started watching Dynamite like before Dynamite came in. And then she was getting hurt over and over and over again. Like people were ripping the hell out of her, right? And people were just not liking her at all, right? But now where we have her now, right? Like it's so much better. Like we got invested. They built her correctly. She got more time. Her promos got better. She got to work with other people. Um and and just uh you know now now she's having all this feud going on with thunder rosa and thunder rosa is like one of the best right and Mm -hmm. they really had a good match and like i can only imagine going forward what else are we going to see so she just got better and like like me being on all the podcasts and like when people would kind of like trash a lot of this women that's what i say like you've got to keep an open mind because i give kudos i couldn't freaking get into the ring and do the stuff that they do right and for someone who's not used to here she has a job full-time being a dentist like in real life and then you're still doing this even in the independent scene like a lot of people aren't doing this full-time they're not doing mm-hmm. thursday friday saturday sunday doing you know like it's a lot of these wrestlers have a a, a job you know during the day and this is what they do on the side so you're not used to if you're wrestling maybe three times a month if that and i'm there's plenty more obviously because i watch a whole bunch of different wrestling and you see them like every week somewhere else wherever they're traveling to but for someone who's not used to this and then they come in but that's why i think i really like about aw is you know they take the time to build and that was one of the things i was looking forward to about aw in general the building, the characters and the storylines, like these long, you know, we got these payoffs. So even with the AEW women's tournament, which is great, um, which, which is so great. I think, uh, you know, even with the women like that we got going on in Japan, it's new 
faces, you know, some we know because we've seen in AW already that have come over. Um, and then we have a whole bunch that we're not familiar with. And then I know people who podcast that focus on just stardom. That's it. You know, that's mm-hmm. their thing. Um, but I mean, I don't follow, there's so much wrestling. It's like impossible to follow. Everything. Oh yeah. <laughs> Trust <laughs> but, me. I try to follow as much as you I can. can. You're just, you can't, you're just, you can't, you're going to miss something. Yeah. You're going to miss something. But I tell you like, you know, the nice thing about Twitter, you know, for the nice stuff that you can find on social. I like seeing when people like clip you know, images of, of moves and stuff from mm-hmm. any type of wrestling show. So like, I'm very appreciative of that because you can catch things and things will catch you that you're like, oh, let me start following this person. I'm telling you like mm-hmm. stardom. Like, again, I don't watch stardom. I don't really know anything about it, but I could tell you from the clips that I've seen, it's such a different type of wrestling and it's so good, right? Like wrestling come a long way. So me who was a kid who watched WWF when I was a kid and I stopped watching for a long time, probably like good 15 years and then got back into it. Yeah. I think that's Um, a lot of us. Yeah. And like, right. It's changed so much, right. It's gotten, you know, now it's more like sport, even new Japan, right. New Mm -hmm. Japan is like treated as a sport. It's very different in the ring. Same thing with stardom. It's a very different type of wrestling that we're seeing. And then even when we had like Sheeta come over and we're like, wow, like she's good. Like, but here it is that she trained in Japan and, and it was different style and to bring it to AEW, it's exciting. Like, like the matches that we can have. So even with this tournament, uh, and that's kind of cool too, that we get to watch. I mean, I wish they would give us like a match on dynamite from Japan. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, I get it. They really should do that. Like give us something, but it's kind of hard to fill a whole bunch of spots within two hours of a TV show. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully the fans, you know, push for it more, especially the people who watch, you know, dark where they can say like, Hey, we should see these, um, you know, these matches more on right. dynamite, you know? And that was the same thing. Like, you know, it's like for WWE where before, like you really didn't know, see a lot of the women's matches and there were more like fillers it was like okay we're gonna right. we'll put a women's match in here in the middle and everybody went to the bathroom right. you know or they went to go get popcorn or whatever but now yeah. you you know you stick around for these women matches because they're like you never know what's gonna happen right you know um i also went to a friend of mine yesterday because we had a nxc takeover last night and the women opened up the show and for me, I, I think they should have closed the show because right. their, their, their tag team matches is unbelievable. But, um, but yeah, for, for AEW, I mean, I, I'm, I'm hoping for more right. out of them, hoping to see that. And that's what I said. I'm, I'm really hoping that this tournament really um, gets that ball rolling for them. Well, you know? At least we're getting like other stuff too. So it's like they are providing it's just like again we're getting like dynamite then we're getting dark and then eventually we'll get like another show it's hard it's hard you know again Mm -hmm. but it's also hard to like keep up with everything as well but at least at least they're showcasing um a lot and then they're giving opportunities also on dark with a bunch of independent stars as well that could eventually wind up being signed with AEW in the long run yeah so another thing i wanted to touch base what you want was that you said you've been doing this for uh, a couple of years now? How long have you been been hosting like podcasts and reporting about wrestling? Okay, so I've been podcasting probably about five years. I was doing a different okay. type of podcast before. I was doing a dating podcast. It was pretty funny. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so obviously, whatever. Like as you know, my 
co-host at the time, whatever. He he got a a new job and then we just mm-hmm. kind of like stopped. So whatever. Uh so what I was doing that, I was listening to Kyle, who's also my who's my co-host on the Oli podcast, and he runs the it's the No Holds Bar Network. Um, so I used to listen to him because when we found him, I started watching NXT a little bit, but he got me more into NXT years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. so I used to listen to him and then eventually what's it called? He, uh, he came here, he came to New York and we went to go see NXT takeover New York where Johnny Gargano won the belt and, um, time flew and I started pulling out of like NXT, like once like Johnny Gargano was kind of like done. I know he's like back around, but like when he was yeah. like, supposed to like go up to like WWE, like the main and everything, I kind of like pulled mm-hmm. back from NXT. Uh, and then once, AEW, I was at that Ring of Honor show where the young bucks were like, okay, you know, this is our last show, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I was at that show. And then when they made the announcement about AEW, I knew this was going to be something special. I knew this was going to be something big. And I've worked with Kyle in the past. And I was like, I think me and you should do this together. And Kyle didn't know too much about it, but I told Kyle, I was like, this is going to be big and it's new. So we can kind of start from the beginning together and kind of grow yeah. with it. Um, so me and Kyle have been doing the Ollie podcast for two years now. Um, so that's been great. And uh, we've grown the No Holds Barred Network because now I do other independent shows on the network as well too, which is great. So I interview indie stars. Um, but yeah, it's been a crazy journey. Like the last two years in the Holds Bar Network, like like the only podcast is the baby. Uh, mm-hmm. And then again, like I just keep growing even with the independent scene as well. So I mean, and that's that man, that all sounds great. So with you being like uh, a female reporter, like do you find it hard to like have some people take you seriously as far as like your knowledge in wrestling and in, in independent wrestling? Or do you find it like they don't care or it's easy? Um, I think you're always going to get both, right? Uh, I think a lot of times, I mean, I've experienced it, right? Like even going to shows and watching mm-hmm. guys bringing their girlfriends because they want to see it and they bring the girlfriend and the girlfriend doesn't know anything or, uh, you know, like they just want to go home or they give a hard time to the boyfriend mm-hmm. or whatever. Like that's so me, like I'm like the unicorn as a lot of people will say like I'm the unicorn that like you know like you'll never find right like that actually likes wrestling right so it's kind of it's kind of funny so you have your ups and you have your downs of being a female and sometimes like you know like me personally when we do the only podcast it's like two friends that talk shit like mm-hmm. you know like we're just talking about things that we really enjoy about like AEW and wrestling even like the independent scene it's like me talking about promotions that I go to and again like getting to know wrestlers that could potentially eventually be in WWE AEW wherever mm-hmm. it is big New Japan like I've had Alex Zane on Alex Zane now got signed with WWE which is which is great for him like I'm sad because I'll miss him in the indies um, but you know, it, it has its ups and it has its downs. You have the people that don't take you serious. Then they start having a conversation with me and then they're like, oh, wow, she really knows right. what she's talking about. Or I'll go to shows and like wrestlers will be coming up to me. Like I've had that before too, that I'd be walking with other podcasters and, you know, you'll, you'll see like wrestlers sitting doing, you know, signings and stuff at, at a table. And I've been walking around and I had a friend who was like, wow 
wrestlers are coming up to you. And I'm like, I support a lot of people. <laughs> I was like, I go yeah. to a lot of shows. I really show a lot of support. I was like, and yeah, like people know me. Like I had like Flip Gordon, like he was at All Out. They had that party before All Out and it was Flip was throwing the party and he remembered me. And he just like came up behind me and hugged me. And my friend was like, oh my God. I was like, yeah, I just saw him like a couple of weeks ago. He was in like New York. Like, like he was at Ring of Honor or whatever. And they're like, oh my God. So yeah, you, you have your hard moments and, and you have, you know, your good moments. And then I have the bad side where you'll go to shows and um, guys can't believe a chick is actually coming for mm-hmm. wrestling because I've gone by myself, which I don't re- recommend. <laughs> emails to do now i come in like packs of people because uh there's a lot of guys here like new york that they'll just like come up to you and like they're like want to marry you (laughs) it's ridiculous yeah i've seen seen that so yeah because like before you know i started going to like a lot of indie shows here in new york city and like i would see like other females there and the the things that guys would say to you girls will will be unbelievable like me i'll go with a, another buddy of mine cuz like i don't really have too many female friends here in new york that like are into wrestling my like my wife is like a casual fan right. she'll sit down and she'll sit down here and there and then she'll catch up and say like oh who's this and who's that right. you know uh, and then i have like other friends that are mostly just like guys and a couple of girls that like outside of new york that they know about wrestling and then we'll go to indie shows and like these guys will like <laughs> bombard weird. you with the craziest questions and i have to in my head is off to you girls like when you guys go to shows and you just want to sit there and enjoy the match and then you have a guy that's like do you know who this is yeah oh yeah. he was he was such and such and then you mean yeah. you know, i had I, like i literally seen one girl like all she wanted to do was watch the show Right. And the guy was just like, oh, yeah, like my buddy is one of the wrestlers and he's in the back. Like, if you want to, you know, come and then they use that as a line, like I can introduce you. We can like go to the back and she's looking and then she just looks at him and she's just like, no, I'm fine. Thank you very much. And then she'll just keep on walking. He's just yeah. like, and he'll like probably say something rude to her. Oh, yeah. And just, just keep it moving from there. So, um, yeah. That's why I always say you got to go like in a flock of people, like being a female or like you have to right. know people. Like the good thing is like I've gone to a bunch of shows by myself. And mm-hmm. again, like I'll know a lot of the people that wrestle. So, you know, even if it's in a bad area or something like that, like I'll make sure like somebody that works there will walk me into my car. You know, I've had that. Right. But it's late. Uh, I don't want to walk to my car. Do you mind me walking me into my car? So I've had those situations. Um, yeah, I've had, I've had some very, very strange interactions, like guys trying to like touch me. And it's like, bro, like I'll knock you out. <laughs> and it's like, we're like being like a New Yorker, like don't mess with exactly. me. You know? Like don't mess with me. And like, I mean, I'm from Queens and I have that thick accent and like, don't mess with me. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> have, have you ever had a time where like somebody like tried to test your knowledge in wrestling and then you just completely like just shut oh. them down? Oh yeah. Like I love those. Like they really don't think I know that they think I'm just there. Like, or the best is what they think that you're a ring rat, that you're the girl uh-huh. that like, sleeps with all the wrestlers too. That's the best mm-hmm. too. And I'm like, damn, I just want to come here and have fun and watch wrestling and do my podcast and, you know, things Because I've had those opportunities too, where I've gone to shows and uh, I've been let behind stage and do interviews mm-hmm. like that. And so, 
but I think with me, like I've made a lot of, um, a lot of people know me. So, you know, like, I know that God forbid that if I'm ever in that bad situation, like people got my back, no matter what, even the people that work there and stuff, but yeah, I've, I've had that. And then they're like, oh, wow, she really does know her stuff. So it's uh, even like the dating pool or whatever, like you try to get that too. And you're like, oh yeah, I like wrestling. Like I'll have that on my profile. I'm a big wrestling fan. And, mm-hmm. and then they try to test your knowledge. They're like, wow, you really, they're like, and I'll know beyond, right? Because most people like, they're like, oh, WWE fans, right? And no, I'm sitting shooting stuff about AEW and, and independent. I'm like, oh yeah, I go to this show and then this and that. And they're like, oh damn, you really into wrestling? Like, yeah, I probably know more <laughs> than you. <laughs> Oh my god! And even like I can say, like I think that's like when people say like, "Oh, you know about wrestling," and then they try to touch your knowledge, they kind of just like, okay, and then they just leave it at that. Because like even like I said, like my wife is a casual fan, right? So sometimes if if she has like friends over, and like I just happen to watch it, like if you go to my house, you can tell I'm a wrestling fan. Like there's a wrestling fan in this house besides the kids walking around with toys like right. I have like you know belts and figures and things that to do with wrestling so they, they, that's when they try to like pick your brain on things and, and especially like when you when you want to do a podcast and you tell them like yeah I'm doing a wrestling podcast like yeah the first thing they go and they say is like oh but who do you watch yeah and then and then you start naming like all these different companies and then they're just like oh I've never heard of them I'm like well who do you watch and then you're like yeah. <laughs> oh, like, oh, I used to watch WCW and I'm like, oh, okay, that's great. I watched that when I was younger. Like, uh, who else? Like, oh, WWE, when they were like WWF. So, okay, cool. That's great. Like, here's another promotion you should watch. And then here's a network you should watch. And then yeah. they'd be like, oh, okay. And then they kind of just like leave you alone after that. But, you know. <laughs> or the best is when like I'll be wearing the AEW hoodie and then people think that it's like, oh, it's her boyfriend's hoodie. No, this is my hoodie. I can rock it. Like I've had that situation too before. And I was yeah. like, oh yeah, did you watch this or whatever like that? They're like, mm-hmm. oh, you really know your stuff. And I'm like, but I blow myself away sometimes too that um again like I do a lot of interviews so uh so actually tomorrow like I'm having this interview with Billy Starks and she's up and coming and she's 16 and she's got a great story like so you know like I'm gonna have this interview with her and it was funny like somebody was like well who is she and then I started going down and then I was like damn I was like I really know my stuff I was like I was like, well, she. I was like, she works under Mouse. Well, I mean, Mouse is her dad, and Mouse owns the BSB, and then Trey Lamar comes from there, and John Wayne Murdoch is from there. Like, mm-hmm. so, like, when I start listing or I start talking about these things, I'm like, wow, like, I really think sometimes, like, I'm not this big fan, and then, mm-hmm. like, then when I start breaking things down, that's when I start realizing, like, wow, I really do know a lot, you know. So, but hey, kudos to all the wrestling that like caught my attention for all this. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it is good that you like you have it. You know, you have a show that you can like take all that knowledge and just like spit it out. Because just imagine if we didn't have um, these these shows to to do anything. Yeah. We literally probably bug our family members to be like, <laughs> hey, you know, I found out this today. And I think that, like one of the reasons like you know me and my friend started this was because. I would literally bug people about stuff. Like I'll be there. Like my wife, sometimes she won't ask me right. about things because she knows that's just gonna open up a gate. Right, right. But like right. we'll watch, like we'll watch the rumble. Right. And you know, other people will come out and like her, like like my sister-in-law will come and she will say, like, oh, who's this? And I'm like, oh, that's Johnny. Like I give an example. Like right. we were watching, we were watching the rumble and Johnny Gargano was in the Royal Rumble um right. a year ago. So 
um, she goes and says, oh, who's that? I'm like, oh, that's Johnny Gargano. Like, he's uh, a part of NXT. But, like, you know, he's also, he was also in the Indies. I've met him a couple of shows. Like, well, how did you meet him? I was like, well, I met him when he was in the Indies. Like, I've met him right. a, a freaking handful of times and we just had, like, general conversations. And she's like, well, how do you meet all these people? And then, then like, you're literally opening the gate for me to be like, yes, I can yeah, talk about yeah. what I love. And I'm just going <laughs> to keep going. And, yeah. then kinda, and then you can tell when they want to, like, they check out when they kind of give you that face and you're like, okay, I only okay. asked, where did you meet? <laughs> so to have a yeah, need, so, so yeah. to have a platform like this, it's great because then I could just talk to people like you right. and other people where I say yeah. like, hey. It's fun. Like, yeah, it's 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 a fun thing as long as uh, me, like I'm such a stickler, but I'm a positive person anyway, but I'm such mm-hmm. a stickler when you start seeing those podcasts that like are so negative and I'm like, damn, I was like, use the platform for something good. Like don't mm-hmm. be going to like something bad. Like that was kind of like a pack that what me and Kyle did when we decided to start up the Ollie podcast and and it was like we have to stick on the positive stuff because I'm not going to sit mm-hmm. here and be negative because then it's not fun right like yeah, not exactly. fun and that's what me and Kyle made this pact and we said that when it stops being fun that's when we need to stop doing mm-hmm. the podcast especially if we start going with negative yeah you can like I feel bad a lot of times like there's little things that I'll say like okay well I don't really but like I kind of go around it without being negative about it and then I feel bad like I'll say something like I really didn't like this you know then people be in my chat and they'll be like Tiff it's okay you're not trashing it you're just like you know little criticism of something that you would like to see better you know like where then you have other people who are completely trashing and saying all this bad stuff and you know then there's other like all um, there's all other AW podcasts that that's all they do and I'll get those messages from fans and they're like dude like I listen to this one and like they're so negative and it's like why are you watching it then where me and Kyle will sit there and like we're like oh my god this happened and like this happened and it's nice to have that I kind of like that that you know I'm a female and you know here's Kyle the male and that we can have that it's kind of nice also to see that women interaction with a guy who likes wrestling so exactly. and then of course like you know maybe his strong points are my weak points and my strong points are his weak points which is great so I think it makes a great uh combo and like you brought up there's a lot of male podcasts out there and like but you're seeing more women now right like you're yes. seeing more women mm-hmm. who are doing wrestling podcasts which is great and it yeah. should be and I love seeing that and even seeing it at shows and um witnessing at shows and even like little kids like my goddaughter my my uh my best friend's been bringing my goddaughter to this promotion called synergy and Mm -hmm. she absolutely loves my girl casey catal and this this girl's a badass in the ring if if nobody knows who casey catal is go look her up she's total badass like i i just i love her to death and kathy's nine years old and she like idolizes uh Casey and it was so funny because there was this whole tournament going on and to get the crown a synergy so to watch my goddaughter like fall in love with Casey and then this whole build-up right as a normal fan as like you and me would watch and we're like we're seeing this whole story being built that Casey didn't win the crown the first time and then she had to build herself back up to get into that picture to go after the crown and then of course like here's the payoff Casey won the crown Right. And to watch a little girl's reaction of get, of just like loving Casey. And there's this image um, on my best friend's page and his, his uh, wife that like uh, Casey's blowing a kiss 
you know, with the crown in her head and she's blowing a kiss to the little girl. And Casey always said, those are the moments that make her love doing wrestling, that these are the moments that are so important. And to watch these like little girls and you're like, oh man, like here's my goddaughter who's nine years old. And like, I'm a nut. When I go to shows, like I'm loud, I'm crazy, I heckle, like I'm I'm just all in, I'm all involved, yeah, that's all, right? That's all, that's all it. Like I'm bad, like you know, like I've had promoters come and sit with me because I'm awful. So to like even just watch like this little girl who like idolizes, like this is the future, right? Like this is the future me, and, mm-hmm. and just to watch that and to have that, and you know, hopefully we'll get better with the pandemic and that we can go back to a lot of the live stuff again but even those like little moments of what they do for like little girls and little boys and stuff like it's just it's 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 special so. yeah definitely like i have two i have two small boys and just to watch them um like follow storylines and you know see different things and like the, the one thing that, that gets me now that for like for us, like for me, when I was growing up, I, I you know I couldn't really experience that because they would go with the same name. It's like when a star goes from one promotion to another, yeah, and then they have they have a completely different name, right? So like, with or their kids, or or face, exactly, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So like with my kids, when they started watching wrestling, it was all about John Cena, right? You know, and then I started watching a lot of uh, independent shows, and they would sit down and watch it, and then they met Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Right. So they seen Ricochet in WWE and NXT. And then I started showing them different clips of, of him in the indies. And they were like, oh, who's that? And I'm like, it's Ricochet. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's not. And I'm like, look at it. And they're like, oh my God. And then my yeah. son just like fell in love with him. Aww. Um, and then when Dean Ambrose left WWE and he went to AEW, my kids didn't even know he left. He they walked by and they're like, Wait a minute, is that Dean Ambrose? Why do they keep calling him John Moxley? And, yeah. I was like, that, that, and it's like, that's his name. And then, like, my younger son, he's five. So he'll sit there and watch it. He's like, huh. And just to see his, re- just to see his reaction of, of things is just amazing. So, like, it just shows, like, you know, why you fell in love with this and, like, oh, yeah. watching it, watching it through them. And I've been, has, I've been trying to, trying to get them to go to independent shows, but a lot of, like, the ones that I would go to is so jam packed. Yeah. That you like, it's like, it's like, where can you, you know, can you take them? But I was really trying to take them to evolve, mm-hmm. but like those oh, shows stop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't, yeah it's, don't. it's hard now. And it's like, you gotta be very careful. And like uh synergy is one of my favorite indie promotions. And uh mm-hmm. that that's like my best friend needs to take my goddaughter there. And like, that was her first live wrestling show and you know, again like me I'm really good with the promoter and all the wrestlers and I was like I've had a bunch of the roster wrestlers on the podcast and I'm like I'll message them and I'm like look my goddaughter is gonna be there like you know would you mind taking a picture or whatever and like David's so good and I put a statement out the other day because I was at uh Russell um was pro magic right and uh uh, my friend she has uh, a kid who's you know disabled and you know she doesn't she doesn't talk but she signs and um and it was just funny like to watch how the wrestlers like even if they have a disability how good and I've seen this at multiple promotions where there's kids in wheelchairs and like how good they are to those type of kids too like nothing like changes like the, like one of the wrestlers came up and it was like the manager and he was holding the belt for the wrestler and he came up with the belt and let her touch it 
you know, and it's like, it didn't matter if he was a heel or a face like that. They just interacted. And I feel like these things are just so important. Um, and I think a lot of people like, don't think about these things and overlook these things. And that's why I say, I think the independency made me such a better fan than anything. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's these things are so important that, like you said, like they're going to come on TV and you don't know, like, and then sometimes some are in WWE and then they'll come back and they'll come back into the Indies and then they'll have this amazing run in the Indies. You know, you don't know where they're going to land up, but you know, again, like our kids just to watch even the heels mess with the kids. Like we, Mm -hmm. I was just told a story the other day, the, the one that's disabled in the wheelchair that one of the wrestlers like a bad heel like horrible like he plays all into it he literally walked up to the kid and gave the finger to the kid now the mother was dying i didn't know this story and then the mother was just dying because she was like she didn't get mad because like she knew the wrestler and stuff but she bust out laughing she's like oh my god she was like that's so funny and the kid doesn't know you know she's a kid you know Mm -hmm. but now she was like oh well now she opened up the door because now she's just gonna try to get his attention every time like that you know he just interacted with her you know so it's it's uh it's fun you know and that's i think that's where a lot of people lost a lot and everybody's so um negative you know they have the fun and you know watch the things you enjoy and uh you know if there's something you don't like that's what i always tell some everybody if there's something you don't like there's so much wrestling out there you could find something you like you know exactly so yeah so yeah there's so many different promotions that are that are popping up and you know, you don't necessarily have to um, watch like WWE or NXT no, or even AEW. No, no, yeah, you, know, you can you can go outside of your local city and most likely bump into uh, a promotion. And it's lucky for us that we're here in New York that we oh, have like so a much. we we have a handful. Even if we can we can even go to Jersey and there's right. like a handful there too. Yeah. So that's why a lot of people say like, oh, well, you're lucky. You have so many people. You know, so many independent. Um, promotions in, yeah. in your city and then you're right across in jersey and in pa that you can just easily uh go there so right it's i mean it's, yeah, the, yeah I mean, we're the doors are wide open and like i still want to even explore to like leave new york like i've been to jersey obviously like i i feel like i'm in jersey every weekend like seeing wrestling or whatever but i've gone to stuff in pennsylvania actually your kids would probably like excellence um it's very kid friendly uh very mm-hmm. played to you know for you know for the kids or whatever so the um you know, the, the wrestlers play into the kids, you know, like, right. time, uh, which is really, really nice. Um, but even, even still, like I want my bucket list is to go to other States and go see promotions that I've never been to. Like, I want to go back to Chicago. Like I went to Chicago purpose to see AW and, uh, I want to go back because I want to go see the independency. I want to go see BLP, you know, like yeah. I want to go see warrior wrestling. Like I want to go back in that area to go see those promotions. Like I have my own bucket list of places like, like, well, shit, I'll go to Delaware. What's in Delaware. I don't know. I'll go find a promotion in Delaware. Yeah, Why exactly. not? Because you don't know, you know, again, who's going to be up and coming like, and, and like WWE, AW and other promotions are always constantly signing wrestlers mm-hmm. and there's always going to be, someone's going to get signed and then it just opens a spot for somebody else. That's so, true. A lot to look at. Right. So it, it was really good talking to you. So where can people uh, find you if they wanted to test your knowledge <laughs> or to even or to even listen to you, you know, spit as much, oh. you know, uh, wrestling knowledge as possible? Well, you'd probably find me at an indie show. No. 
<laughs> that's always my thing. I always tell you, that's where you'll find me, probably at an indie show. Um, so you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at loves to dream82, L-U-V-S number two, dream82. Um, I'm on the No Holds Barred Network. Uh, that has all our platforms with all the podcasts and uh, indie talks and under the rope. So we have, again, we're mainly focused on AEW and the independent world, which is great. We do interviews and uh, talk about a lot of promotions that we'll watch. We'll get promoters on. We'll, we'll have even backstage stuff. You'll see me doing interviews at shows and funny skits that I do with wrestlers and promoters. You never know what's going to happen on the, right. on that. But yeah, that's where you can find me. And uh, No Holds Bar Network is all over the place. The platform we're on uh you know facebook twitter twitch if it's out there audio itunes if it's out there we're out there so just search up the network how we know all right thank you so much for doing this thank you so much for having me it was so much fun